Hey guys, welcome to the Daily Dose of Grace. Hey friends, how are we doing today? I hope you're having an amazing day, evening or night whenever you're listening to this. Um, I hope your week is going great or if you listen to this on a Monday when it comes out, I hope that you're going to have the best week and this is a great way to start your week. So what are you grateful for today? Let's start with that. What I'm grateful for for today is the ability to read. I absolutely love reading and I love reading like kind of like the crime thriller mystery type of genre and yeah I just love that that genre and I recently picked up a book um and I haven't started it yet so I really can't say anything about it but I hope it's good. I was really hesitant of picking it up but I did so we'll see how it is. I got it from the library as well. I feel like a lot of people forgot that a library exists. Yes, the library is a thing and you can go and borrow free books and return them. So make use of your library because it actually is like such a good thing. Or even a Kindle. Have my Kindle, love my Kindle. You can also get free books on that. So definitely invest in that if you have not even heard about those kind of things before. But anyways, yes, I'm grateful for reading and the ability to read and just authors ability to like grasp us and like hold us and like keep us on the on the edge and wanting to turn the page and keep reading more and more and more and the way that the whole story like develops is so amazing like it'll be so cool to be an author you know so yeah that's what i'm grateful for what are you grateful for today and we'll talk about the bible verse of the episode which is second corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 which says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I think this this verse especially, there's loads of verses in the Bible, but this verse just talks about how, as a Christian, we're not called to live like a nice, easy life. We're not going to have an easy life. Like the Lord says, um, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. That's what the Jesus says. Like, we are not called to have an easy life. So I feel like that just completely shatters the whole prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel is all about like how the Lord will bless you if he loves you. And if if he doesn't or if you're suffering, then it's because you're not, you don't have enough faith or you're not strong enough or you're not asking God, da, 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 all this jazz. But the Bible literally says that we will suffer on this earth, that we shouldn't be surprised that we will be suffering. You know, if Jesus suffered, then why wouldn't we? You know, it doesn't even make any sense. So that's what I really like about that verse. And if I ever have a conversation with someone who, which I haven't yet, um, but if I ever have a conversation with someone who is into that whole prosperity gospel, then I have the ability and I know some verses from the Bible that I can kind of like question them with and be like, okay, but what about this? Like the Bible says this, what do you think about this? You know? So yeah. That's the Bible verse of the episode. And if you are into the prosperity gospel and all of that, I would love to have a conversation with you all about it. And yeah, I would just love you to send me an email or on Instagram or just reach out to me because I'd love to hear just your thoughts and all of that, all about the prosperity gospel. So yeah, so as we know, this is the second episode of What Does the Bible Say series. And man, I am loving this series. Last episode, which was last week, we talked about what does the Bible say about the Bible. So obviously, it's good to understand what the Bible is saying about the Bible. Because if we're saying 
what does the Bible say about these, then we should know what the Bible is and why we should listen to what it says. It's just about how it's God's word and how it's truth. And then this episode is what does the Bible say about truth? So that is what we're entangling in this episode. And again, a disclaimer. I am not a pastor. I am not a preacher. I have not gone to Bible college and I don't study theology. Okay. I'm simply a girl who's living for the Lord and who allows the Lord to convict her and work her in my life and has a good godly system around myself. So with that being said, if I do say something that isn't biblical or is taken out of context, please feel free to raise the concern to me, obviously in a loving way, in a loving brotherly or sisterly way, by my email, which is thedailydosofgrace at gmail.com, or my Instagram, which is at dailydosofgracepodcast. So obviously, please do this in a loving way, and come at it with the heart of Christ, and not just being like, ah, I found fault, you're coming to shatter me or hunt me down you know so yeah with that being said what does the bible say about truth so what is the definition of truth truth is basically a fact it's a fact of belief that is accepted to be true or it's the quality or state of something being true, or that it's just a fact or a reality. So what is true? What is true in the Bible? So the gospel. The gospel is true. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, You also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So the whole claim about Jesus and his death and resurrection is true. There's no lies detected in any of this. So, what is the gospel? Like we just said, well, we'll discuss this actually in a future episode. So, definitely stay tuned for that. The title will be, What Does the Bible Say About Salvation? So, briefly, it's about Jesus, the Son of God, coming to the world to save us, dying for us, us sinners, and dying on the cross and raising up again. I mean, resurrected. So, that's basically the downpour on what the gospel is. But definitely stay tuned for the episode about salvation and we're going to go deeper into this topic because it needs a whole episode of itself but what is truth so we know that what is true the gospel is true the bible says that the gospel is true the message of truth that's what it says but what is truth what does the bible say truth is well the truth is jesus it says in john chapter 1 verse 14 for the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So God sent his Son, Jesus, to dwell among us, to live, be among us. And he is full of grace and truth. He is truth. He's full of it. Also says in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, this is Jesus talking, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus says. Jesus is the truth. He says, I am the way and the truth. He is the truth. That we must believe because without truth, there is no knowing. And without knowing, there's no hope. He is saying his words are true, right, and without fault. This also backs up the claim of the Bible being the word of God, which we discussed in the last episode about the word, the Bible being the word of God. I'm being true because Jesus is God and the Bible is God's word. So that means that 
it's also Jesus's word. Sorry, if that sounds a bit confusing, definitely go check out my previous episode, which is Easter is a more than chocolate and bunnies. And we just dive more into the whole Jesus equals God type of discussion. But we discuss it more on that topic there. So basically, I'll say that again, but we're saying that the Bible is the word of God and that's being true. And if Jesus is God and the Bible is God's word, that means that the Bible is also Jesus' word. So then the Bible is also true because Jesus is truth. But yeah, that's the truth. And that's what it talks about in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, which says, That is not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. In truth. That's what the Bible says. And acting in the manner, that is what it talks about. So acting in truth. What is truth? The word of God. So being slow to speak, for example, quick to listen, forgiving every time, using our freedom to serve one another. Those are examples. Those are only a few examples of what it says in the Bible, which means what we should be acting in truth. I hope that makes sense. But how does this apply to me? How does truth apply to me? Well, it says in John chapter 8, verse 31, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what Jesus says. If you hold on to my teaching, so if you hold on to Jesus' teaching, you are truly my disciples. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So true freedom is found by having a relationship with Christ. Following his teaching and being a disciple, following Jesus. Because if, like, it makes sense though. If he is the truth, and you're following his teaching and his way, then you're going to be following in the path of truth. You know, like you can't be following him if he says he is the truth and be following a completely different path. Like if he's saying he's truth, that means that you're walking in truth and you're walking in the way of truth. That just makes common sense, you know? So he's saying he's the one who can set you free. And if we say if we read down a little bit on the verse, so if we go to verse 34 of the same chapter, of the same verse, it says, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Same thing again, he says. The son will set you free. Another title that we talked about previously is that Jesus is the Son. He's the Son of God. So you might have heard about the whole Trinity, like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three entities, separate yet whole. And if you haven't really heard about that or you want more exp explanation, I also cover this in the Easter episode that I just mentioned before. Is, it more than, is Easter more than chocolates and bunnies? So go check that one out. But he's saying that if the Son sets you free, you are free. You are free. What is he setting us free from? What are we, like kept bondage in what are we tied to we are tied to the shackles of sin of sin we are all slaves to sin but we are made righteous through jesus so what is sin what is sin i've heard of this before but i don't understand what it is so sin is basically going against god anything that god says that we should do but we don't do or if he says that we should do but we don't do like it is sin just basically disobeying god doing anything that is not what he says or doing what doing something that he says we shouldn't do that is basically what sin is 
And we're all born into this sinful world since the fall in Genesis 3. If you heard about that story about the whole Adam and Eve and Eve eating the apple and then giving it to Adam. The whole story, that's when the fall happened and when the first people of mankind to disobey God and go against what he said. That is sin. So because of that, and we've all been born in a sinful world and we're human. We mess up all the time, every single day. We do deserve hell. We don't deserve to go to heaven. We don't deserve happiness. Because we are sinful, we should... Like people like to say, if you believe in karma, I don't. But if you believe in karma, it's like, well, well what's it? Once, when, when it goes around, what's, what goes around comes around? Or something like that. But what goes around comes around. Like, if you do something, it's going to come back to bite you in, in the end. Like, that's basically what the world likes to say. Like, we do deserve hell because we do we do mess up every single day and we can never reach the level of perfection never never think about it because perfection is a hundred percent and if you fail one percent you're never going to get to 100 because that's 99 percent you're never going to get to 100 and we will never get to perfection we, we will never get to 100 it's just not even possible for us to do yet jesus came to this world this sinful world and he lived a hundred percent he lived that perfect life and he covered all of our sins all of our mistakes all of our disobedience all of it every single one of it and he gave us the choice choice keyword he gave us the choice to live this life either for him or against him there's a choice it's either black it's a black and white situation there's no lukewarm there's no middle ground there's no color it's black and white either you get to choose and live for him or you don't live for him as it says in romans chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came from jesus christ christ jesus we have all every single one of us every single human being on this earth have fallen short of God's standard, we will never, never reach it. We'll never reach his standards, ever. Because we are not 100%. We have never been 100%. And you can't work your way up. That's the difference between Christianity, actually, and other faiths and beliefs and religions. They all say that you have to work to be righteous. You have to work to be good. You can try reach this level of perfection. But the Bible is clear with this and saying that we are all bad we are all sinful we all mess up and we can't save ourselves because we will never get to 100 percent. we'll never get to 100 percent, and that's kind of like whoa okay well then what's the point but there's a free gift that you can avail of a free get get out of jail card right here right here for you to just take it if you truly want to be released from the bondage that sin has on you. With that being said, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Jesus says, he tells us, 
that we are all sinners and we need to re repent. If we weren't sinners, first of all, if we weren't sinners, he wouldn't need to come. You know, he wouldn't. Why, what was the point of him coming and dying on the cross for us if we weren't all sinners? What is the absolute point? Why would you inflict this cruciating pain on yourself if it wasn't for nothing? If it was for nothing. And if we're going around and saying that we're not sinners, if we're going around saying, no, I'm perfect, then the verse is saying that we're calling Jesus a liar. And that is evidence that we're not following what the Bible says. So if you are claiming to be a Christian and you're saying that you're not a sinner, then you don't have the word of God in your heart. You are not following what the Bible says. The, me the meaning of the word of God is not in you. It's not in you because you're not living it out. This is what, this is, I'm not saying this. This is what the Bible says. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. That's what the Bible says. And look it up for yourself as well. I do encourage you guys to, if you're listening, to go back and, or pause it and look up these verses for yourself. Read them. Read the whole verse as well. Read before it and after it to get the proper context. Don't just take my word for it. I mean, this is not my word. This is what the Bible says. But make sure you go off and allow the Lord to convict you in the way he needs to convict you. So, anyways. But what about if this is all not true? What if it's all like a hoax and a big lie? Well, I think this verse completely sums it up. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to 32. I'm not going to read the whole verse. I'm going to just kind of like take a few things out. But if it is, But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead... How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. And then the end is like, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And I would definitely recommend you to read the rest of the chapter because it just goes on to talk about how, because he is raised and what does that mean now? So like I was saying before, we are all held by the bondage, the shackles of sin. And Jesus is the only way who can free us from this. Because of the cross. Because of the death and resurrection. But if he didn't rise up from the dead. Then the, the claims are false. The claims are false. Jesus was lying. He is not truth. That means everyone who was a witness was also lying. The apostles were lying. His disciples were lying. Every single person was lying. They all died for a lie. But also, all of this is useless. It's useless. Because if it's not true, then what's the point? Do you know? Like, what's the point of all of it if it's useless? Their faith is useless, you know? Faith is futile. And we're still in our sins because that means that Christ didn't actually do anything for us. You know? But I don't need to worry about that. Because it is true. It is true that Jesus died and rose again. And that he's coming back for his children. To take them back. So I don't need to worry about the whole. But what if? But what if? 
And if you are just thinking, but what if, but what if, investigate it, discover it for yourself. Because this is the most important thing. Because if it is true, if it is true, then it's a matter between heaven and hell. Are you going to spend eternity, eternity? If you think about this life, life is long. Think about a year. A year is a long time. But eternity is forever, forever. And you don't want to, you don't want to, let something like that go to the back end and slide all over the place. No. You know that quote? I actually heard this one time. If life is too short, so you just got to live it. Or I'm already butchering this up. I don't even know what it is. But it's like, life is too short, so you got to live it. No, it's not like that. But anyways, and then it's like, eternity is long, so prepare for it. Like... It's long, it's forever, it's eternity, it's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. What happens after you die? That is something so serious that if you are thinking about it or you are like, oh, but what actually happens? If you're curious, this is something that you shouldn't take lightly. This is something that you definitely should investigate. So I would definitely encourage you to investigate. But with all of that being said, if you know that this is the absolute truth, what do you do with it? Well, like, okay, I know this is true for me. What about it? Well, we have to build ourselves in truth. Build ourselves up in truth. And understand who truth is, what it's doing for us, and how it should impact our lives. How do we read about truth? By reading the Bible. How do we listen to truth? By listening to what the Bible says. And how do we live out truth? By living out the commands of the Bible. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode about what is truth, what does the Bible say about truth, who is truth, what is true, and how do we let truth impact our lives. I pray that the Lord really convicts you right now on what is truth and how you've been living your life and speaking right into your situation right now. And definitely don't stay there. Don't just wallow in that. Go and do what the Lord is telling you to do. Go and investigate or pray or... Find out more information. Just don't allow this conviction conviction to just stay there and be so surface level. Like actually let's let's be brave, let's be bold, let's go out with the full armor of God. Okay? Come on, we're in a battle right now. Regardless if you're if you're aware of it or not, there's constantly a spiritual battle happening every single day. So we need to be on guard. Come on, like the devil does not play this is not a game for him he is on full force he is a lion waiting to devour you so we need to get up we need to be fully prepared every single day the minute you wake up so i hope you enjoyed this episode i pray that it was really beneficial and the lord used it to speak in however way he wanted to and as i have you right here in this moment if you have not subscribed to the podcast, I would love if you could subscribe to the podcast. Why am I speaking like this? I don't know. But please subscribe on your streaming platform. And also leave a review if you have time. Um, just You can do the stars or you can actually write a personal review. And I love reading them. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting it just by listening. It goes a long way. And even share it. Share it with your friends, with your family. Whoever you think needs to hear this truth today. And with that being said, 
Thank you so much for listening to the Daily Dose of Grace podcast. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Daily Dose of Grace. I hope it opened you up to a new perspective that you might have never thought of before. I hope I made use of your valuable time and I pray that you have a wonderful week. Tune in next Monday for a new episode available on all podcast streaming platforms. See ya!